to a very special episode of We're Gonna Make It. Our monthly podcast where we speak to artists about their creative motivations and inspirations and where we, the hosts, partake in an almost live competition to prostrate ourselves in a feeble replica of our guest artist's chosen form. Yeah, so the thing is, today's a special episode because we're not actually doing any of that stuff you just described. Well, now don't I look foolish. So there's a reason that we're doing things a little bit differently this month. What is the reason? Why didn't you just let me finish? (laughs) Because I thought it would be better if I talked. So there's a reason we're doing things a little bit differently this month. And the reason, Moss, can you tell them the reason? I'm listening. Oh, what? I have to tell? Um, You see, faithful listeners, there is a pretty big event coming up in our immediate future. It's true. Very soon, in fact. Yes. So if today, when the podcast is released, it's June 1st, this event is happening tomorrow should we tell them what the big event is do you think they figured it out on hold on i'll do music okay is mozart under copyright okay okay go ahead we're getting married that's right we are gonna make it is getting married we're gonna marry to to itself to the (laughs) other half of itself (laughs) Finally, this is what you've all been waiting for. You've been listening to this show, four episodes. You've been wishing. Absolutely. You just keep thinking, when are those crazy kids going to get together? When are those those hosts going to get together? You can just hear the tension behind it, can't you? Really? I can't. Well, it's like watching your favorite TV show. It's like (laughs) all those two characters, you just want them them to get hitched. Just want those crazy kids to get hitched. Well, it's finally happening. It's finally happening tomorrow. Yes. Actually, even just saying that kind of stresses me out. We are getting married tomorrow, Taylor. Because we're not, because actually it's like it's like two weeks away. No, it's May 17th when we're recording this, and we're getting married on June 2nd. But you're listening to it on June 1st, which means that we're getting married tomorrow. Whee! Actually, you probably are listening to it far after, because I think the only people that listen to this show are probably invited to our wedding anyways. Well, now anyone who's listening to us that isn't invited is going to feel bad. Your invitation is in the mail, I promise. Regardless of the fact that no one might be listening, uh, we've put this episode together in a fashion that allows for uh, <laughs> me... I'm sorry, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but you just summed up our uh, our podcast experience so effectively in that one line. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not anybody is listening, we made an episode for you. <laughs> what I was trying to say is that we put the episode together in a way that allows... Lots of time for other things this month. Our lives have become very, very, very busy these past few weeks. Few weeks, months. 
well, I don't know. You you took the brunt of it for uh, for most of the like 13, 14 month engagement, but I just started to feel it like a week ago, and it's not fun. <laughs> it's not good. We've just become very very busy between preparing for our wedding and doing the jobs that make us money so that we can continue to do this free podcast in our in our spare time. So finding an artist to interview that was just not in the car this month yeah our car breaking down on the portman bridge while leaving vancouver last week uh added to the list of things we had to deal with but there's been a lot of fun in preparing for our wedding as well as i mentioned we've been engaged for more than a year and that means that we've had a lot of time to kind of plan ahead and put our own personal touch on as many of our wedding features as possible and doing this show and exploring all these artistic mediums is actually open our eyes to a diversity of crafting options. It's really yeah, cool. Absolutely. For this episode, we're going to study all the different artistic mediums that we dug into, all the different forms that we exploited, and all the little crafts that we did over the course of our moderately long engagement. And our expert guests today are one Moss Shirkogel. And a certain Mrs. Taylor Arsenault, who is keeping her last name in blatant defiance of traditional patriarchy. Today, we celebrate in anticipation of our celebration. Today, we do... Weddings! Weddings. Next year, picture is an ad for Bill Clinton now. What's wrong with that? He got married. It's weird. He's looking at me. Yeah, by the way, thank you, Skype, for throwing these advertisements right up next to the photo of the person that you're talking to. That's great. I could really go for a new signature McRap right now. <laughs> it's freshness wrapped up, guys. Uh, no. So the first item that I want to look at today is the first thing that our guests looked at. The save the dates. Gotta get those dates saved. Gotta get those dates saved. People gotta know when you're gonna get married. Gotta plan this shit. They, they will forget if you just tell them. As we've learned, even if you send them save the dates, they'll still forget. But <laughs> this is at least something that they can reference every time that they think, wait, are Moss and Taylor getting married? Is that happening this year? They can look at this and they can say, right, yes, I saved that date. Because <laughs> apparently I'm the only person that uses Google Calendar. Why isn't the world as organized as us? I have no idea. Now, we decided not to actually give people physical copies of our Save the Dates. We decided that we wanted to do this digitally. For one thing, it was just going to save money on printing. You know, we sent Save the Dates to, what, 115 people, was it about? I think so, yeah. So you're saving money on your printing, you're saving money on your stamps, right? You're saving time on uh, on sending it. Plus, it's, it's environmentally friendly, too. It's very environmentally friendly. I mean, it's something we wanted to focus on for our wedding, to some extent. Considering that our wedding has this kind of green theme to it, we're getting married on Quadra Island. It's a, it's a place that's very special to the both of us. It's over on the West Coast. We live in the desert now. We miss water. We miss the ocean. We miss trees. I miss trees. I miss trees so much. They've got trees here. They're not the same. 
So we wanted to get married on the coast, and as a result, we sort of based the theme of our wedding around that desire. The desire was to have it look and feel and represent uh, the west coast of Canada. So lots of natural elements, beach elements without it being like a beach theme. So lots of rocks and, and sand incorporating with trees and greenery and, and wildflowers. Mm-hmm. When we kind of settled on that theme and we decided that we wanted to do something sort of modern and digital, that kind of helped me decide how we were going to lay out this save the date. So I just went and I pulled open Photoshop and I grabbed my uh, my tablet, my Wacom bamboo tablet, and I sat down and I started doodling. Now, because it's Quadra Island, because Quadra Island is so beautiful, it's such a gorgeous place, I pulled up some pictures, just some kind of reference shots, and I thought, okay, let's do some trees or something. I wasn't really sure what I was going to draw, and I doodled some pictures of, you know, birds, and that didn't really seem to work. So I just focused on trees, and I wound up just doing silhouettes. And it started to look really good, but I needed kind of a cool background for it to kind of make it pop. So I asked Taylor about that. That actually was perfect because there was one thing I knew I wanted for the Save the Dates. I wanted them to match the invitations, which we would be printing. And the one thing I knew I wanted for the invitations was I wanted to print them on brown craft paper. So that's that kind of brown paper that looks very natural. It's got that real textured, rough feel to it, as opposed to like a glossy white smooth paper. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I wanted the emailed Save the Dates to have that same look to them. Yeah. So it was simple enough. I just went and found a, uh, a reference image of craft paper, and I just skinned that into the background as my background layer, and I put my drawings on top of it. And uh, we kind of played around with color and lighting, and then we slapped down some uh, some text on there. Ooh, what was our font? <laughs> it, oh, it was, it, was, it was Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> we were very fond of Little Lord Fauntleroy. That's a very nice font. But, Taylor, no, you're mistaken. We used Little Lord Fauntleroy mostly for the invitations. Oh. For the Save the Dates, we used a variety of fonts. To be perfectly frank, we may have gone a little bit overboard on fonts. You see, I tend to collect fonts from the internet, just cool ones that I find. A lot of them independent dealies that are done in replica of famous fonts. Uh, Taylor did shoot down the idea of using the Harry Potter font for our names, so instead we used a font called Triforce. That was based off The Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot that. It was pretty great. For the word wedding and the date, we used a delightful carnival font. And finally, for the location of our wedding, Quadra Island, we used a Hobbit font from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. That's all kind of encapsulates us. Yeah, there's a lot of intensely nerdy subtext in these Save the Dates. And no one even noticed, I bet. And that's how you do it, Taylor. Always under the radar. That's what I call nerd bombing, when you just slip these themes in so that your grandma says, What a nice font, and is none the wiser. But you know. <laughs> So I think the Save the Dates turned out really well. They looked amazing. Uh, I loved them. All the fonts, all the pictures that you drew were really, really awesome. End result, though, of emailing Save the Dates was not the best. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently a lot of people just didn't get them. Whether they didn't get them or whether they didn't recognize them. They got them. A lot of people, I'm guessing, just deleted them after they read them, based on how many people seem to be confused later on and emailing us to ask questions. But for the most part, it worked out okay. It just, not the most reliable method, I think. It really wasn't. There there was some speculation that some of our emails went into people's junk email folders, which didn't really make sense. 
it definitely gave people more of an opportunity to lie to us <laughs> because if they had a physical copy, we could go to their home and say, Oh yeah, look, that's our save the date hanging on your fridge. And they'd go, what? <laughs> How did that get there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. It's a, I never use this fridge. <laughs> it's my junk fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that went straight to my junk fridge. <laughs> Anyways, once we had the template for the save the dates, it was relatively easy for us to move on to the invites. And just like the save the dates, for the invites, we wanted to use the brown craft paper. That was like the starting point. Because we had to print these as opposed to uh, distributing them digitally, we had to go to a local print shop in town. And they said that we shouldn't actually print on craft paper just because it's so porous. There'd be such a, there's such a bleed of ink. What kind of printer was it they were using? It was a laser printer or like a fire printer or something crazy? Like... I think it was a flame printer. I think they did it. They did it with fire. <laughs> but it was like it was too hot to print on craft paper. Yeah, it would sort of curl the, uh, the fine, sensitive little... Fibers. What we wound up actually doing is using the same background image of craft paper and then just printing it on a semi-glossy paper. And it looked good. It wasn't technically craft paper, but I think it looked right. And so Moss also really wanted to include a map of Quadra in with the invitation, just to like be able to show people this is Quadra, these are some of the points that are pertinent to the wedding. But we didn't want to include two pages in the envelope because we have to print two of everything. And yeah. you get invitations in the mail and they've got like seven bits of paper in them. And we wanted one piece of paper. Yeah. What I did is I drew up a map of Quadra and then faded it into the background and put our text over top of it. I did have a certain inspiration while I was drawing this map. You see, there's an artist and writer who used to live on Quadra Island. I believe she lives in Campbell River now. Anyways, her name is Hilary Stewart, and she did this fantastic sketched map of Quadra Island that used to be sold in all the little Quadra Island shops. It was just a really well-drawn map that nicely outlined the infrastructure of the island, but then it also had these neat little kind of here-there-be-monsters details around. There's a little eagle flying over here, there's a little wolf over there, there's a tree on this side, right? And I've wanted this map for ages, so I decided to just draw something of my own. And I did draw, like, a killer whale cresting over here, and the local fairy being attacked by a kraken over here, and an eagle in a tree over there. To be honest, I actually loved the giant squid attack in the fairy. We just couldn't fit all the little pictures and all the writing. Yeah, so. it would have looked cluttered. That's the thing about doing creative projects like this. you got to kill your babies, right? you got to cut the things that you're most fond of, because those are the things that you're blind to. Just because I loved that fairy, I wanted to keep it in, but... Did it actually look good in the end? It looks better without. The end result on the invitations was pretty amazing. The paper looked pretty cool, like with the craft paper image. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't exactly what I'd imagined in the beginning, but it was a good compromise because we were able to do it. Mm -hmm. And Moss, your artwork absolutely came through with it for us again. It was it's awesome. I love our invitations so much. talk about the table decorations the tables the tables taylor had 
ideas for everything. So many ideas! She wanted all the decorations to be made out of natural West Coast items, and not too many clams, because that would be misleading. (laughs) People see too many clams, and they think, oh, it's a beach theme. It's not a beach theme. It's a West Coast theme. No clams. Maybe one clam. Anyways, we uh, we had a few different little artifacts, if you will, that were placed strategically on each table, or will be tomorrow. Uh, I don't know why I'm using past tense here. <laughs> the centerpieces for each table are these wood round slabs that we had my dad cut. They're very nice. He wandered out into the woods and he found a fantastic length of Douglas fir. And he cut us up some really nice rounds that we're going to be using to hold vases and uh, and centerpieces and the signs. Yeah, and the big wood rounds for the dessert table. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly as I had envisioned it. Your dad did a really good job. But it's a tricky thing. I have a friend right here in the desert who's currently cutting some applewood slabs to be used as cheese plates. But the problem is that they're cracking. And that's because in the desert, it's dry. And when you cut live wood and then start to dry it out, it cracks. So over in Souk, what my dad did is he cut these rounds and then left them outside where it's damp, where pretty much every single day it's raining. So they were damp, but slowly drying, and then he transferred them into the shed, and then he transferred them into the garage, and then he transferred them to the house. And he did this staggered over a period of time that meant that they slowly dried. They dried at a slow enough rate that they did not crack. And that was really important, and he did an amazing job doing it. Takes patience. Kind of like listening to that. (laughs) Eat it. Like you mentioned, we've got the wood rounds on the tables, we've got the signs, we also have candle holders and vases on the wood rounds on the tables. Now, I struggled with the idea of buying lots of vases and candle holders. They were pretty much the only things we were going to have to buy for the decor that we weren't just making or finding on the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just didn't want to do it, but we needed vases, we needed candle holders. So my dad actually convinced me to do mason jars which I really didn't want to do because they are super trendy. They are so trendy. They are. They are everywhere. I know. But as my dad pointed out, why not? They're cheap. They're easy. It's just a quick quick and simple solution. So I went with it. But Taylor took trendy and made it her own, spending night after night wrapping twine around the tops of the jars. It was amazing. What I wanted to do was hide the ridges at, like, you know, at the top of a jar. Because it's pretty obvious when you look at that, you're just looking at a mason jar. So I used a natural jute twine wrapped around the top and glued it. Did you weave the twine yourself? You said natural. No, I did not. Did somebody? I don't think it's woven so much as it's not woven. (laughs) Just just roped. (laughs) You just have the roping machine. You just throw (laughs) a bunch of jute and it just... It's not woven. (laughs) Anyway, so I glued the twine all around the top, and then uh, I glued a little pebble on the front of each jar, so it's like a little button on the front. Oh, cute. Just for definition. And then the vases will have pebbles in the bottom, and the candle holders will have sand and a little tea light inside them. They look uh, look really good. And yeah, even though they are mason jars and everybody's doing mason jars, these are our mason jars. And it's way better to have the little jute string around the top than to just have a bunch of boring glass vases. And Taylor has been doing a lot of canning these last couple of years, which means that the more mason jars that we have at the end of June, the more pickles I get in September. 
I'm going to make a lot of pickles. And red pepper jelly in the candle holders. Oh, God, yeah. Before that, though, we'll be filling <laughs> we'll be filling the jars with flower arrangements that all of us ladies, not you, you're not one of the ladies, but us as in... Yeah, well, I didn't assume that you were in that. You didn't need to clarify. Well, when I say us and there's only the two of us here, it sounds a little weird. Uh... But all of us, ladies, me, and some other ladies, uh, will be putting together the flower arrangements the day before the wedding. So when I thought about the flowers originally, I was thinking, like, I wanted a wild, casual look, like, garden flowers. And I thought it would be a fun girls' activity to just put them together. So we're going to do that. I, uh, being not a lady, as we have clarified <laughs> very much, I have much manlier things to do instead of arrange flowers, like building uh, a fort on the beach. That's actually <laughs> part of our wedding. That's, that's important. It's true. So we all have tasks. But yeah, the jars are very nice. I think they turned out pretty good. They took longer than probably any of the other decorations just because of the tedious winding and then gluing. And then I trimmed all the fuzzy hairs off because the twine's all hairy. But there's also a lot more of them as well. I made, what did I make, like 50 candle holders and 25 vases or something like that? God, it was something like that. Yeah, and they didn't take any concentration. I just had to sit there and do them, so. Totally. So we watched most of the 4400. And in the end, yeah, it was all right. Fun. We also had another random idea for decorating the tables, and that was Anookshooks. Yay, Anookshooks! Anookshooks. We love building Anookshooks at the beach. This is just a thing that Taylor and I do. We're Canadian, of course we build Anookshooks. We have to. Anookshooks, eh? <laughs> One of our trips to the island, uh, we were just doing that. We were just building Anookshooks, and we thought, you know what, we should, we should totally just steal a bunch of these rocks and then make Anookshooks for the wedding. It's something that we do. It's something that's unique to us. So we collected a lot of rocks. A lot. A lot. A lot a of lot rocks. A lot of rocks. A lot of rocks. <laughs> and brought we filled them... <laughs> our car with rocks. <laughs> and brought them back to the Okanagan. Ironically enough, we now have to bring them back to the island for the wedding. Just a car full of stone. And then we turned them into just a whole bunch of little... Happy little stone men. It was a very fun process. We used a really just a simple white glue to hold them together. So we would stack up our little anookshooks. We would see kind of what worked, and then we would knock them over, and we would reassemble them, gluing them together. The thing about anookshooks is that if you make them well, they stay up on their own. So as long as we were doing a good job, the glue just had plenty of time to set and kept them sturdy. Perfect anookshook. And these guys, we're just going to have them... I don't actually know yet. Just sitting randomly around the tables. I still haven't figured out what we're doing with them, but I'm excited anyway. We're just going to put them places. We're just going to put them places. And I mean, they were crazy easy to make once we dragged all the rocks back home. And honestly, I bet nobody else is doing this. Like, a lot of the stuff we're doing, <laughs> despite it all coming out of my imagination, it somehow seems to appear on the internet. And this, I have not seen. This is very important to Taylor. She did a lot of research before the wedding, but then she decided she didn't like all of it, so she came up with her own ideas. Then she did slightly more research and found out that all of her own ideas are already very trendy, very popular <laughs> things that everybody else is doing. No, but it's even more depressing. They were trendy last year. Which is why you didn't find any of it in your research, because you were looking up what is currently trendy, <laughs> not what is totally uh, faux pas, and nobody's doing it anymore. I know. Whatever. Which makes us cool again. I came up with it all on my own, and I don't care if other people did too. Anookshooks. Cutting edge. Look for that in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to be doing it. Oh, and they've got so much character. There's a couple that are just, like, really fat because we got round rocks for some stupid reason. 
you need flat rocks for an Anukshuk. And we just wound up with a bunch of big roundies. So we've got, like, Anukshuks with huge pot bellies, and <laughs> Anukshuks with idiot alien heads, big bobble heads. But, uh, but they do all look good. We used every single rock. We used we, every part of the mammoth. We did. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we even took the Anukshuks one step further. As I said, we've got all these stones, and we're putting them together into different combinations. So we picked out kind of the smallest little stones that we had. Taylor had kept talking about a cake topper, and we didn't know what we were going to use, particularly since we're not having a cake. We are, in fact, having pies, because I love pies. I also love pies. Oh, they are so good. We're having apple strudel pie. We are having peach sour cream pie. And we're having strawberry rhubarb pie. So we needed to find so good. a pie topper, and we finally decided to use two tiny little Anukshuks. This, by far, is my favorite of all the crafts we made. One is a little bit shorter than the other. One's kind of tall and skinny, and they're oh just so cute. Oh, my goodness. So they became our bride and groom. For the groom, we took a, a piece of black felt, and we cut it down and made a teeny tiny little bow tie. And for the bride, Taylor made a little pearl necklace out of dollar store beads and a veil out of... Uh, I don't know, what, what was the thing that you used for the veil? Well, we have limited resources in a Soyuz as far as shopping, so I had to shop at the dollar store. And the only actual piece of lace in the store was attached to a pair of underwear. Was it just underwear? It's just underwear. So I just removed most of the underwear, and now it's a lovely little bride's veil. How adorable. Oh. Anyway, so then I glued them, the little Anukshuks, onto a wood round that, Moss, that your dad cut for us. Thank you very much, It's about, like, half an inch high, and I think it was six inches across. And then uh, I glued moss all around their little feet. So they're sitting in this soft little bed of moss, and it's just so good. So good. The end result is pretty much the greatest thing ever. Uh, honestly, uh, I would marry this this cake topper. I'm sorry, moss. We even uh, added a personal touch to the pie server. We bought just a cheapo $3 pie server, and then we covered the ugly, ugly plastic handle with that same jute twine from the vases. Bam. There we go. Perfect. Looks like... Nailed it. Looks like we picked it off a tree. A twine tree? <laughs> I was thinking more like a stainless steel spade tree. mentioned yet is the escort cards oh that's funny because i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> is that is this for after what do you mean after the wedding no are those phone numbers legal the escort card is what they call the thing that has your name on it and so when you walk into the wedding reception you're like where do i sit i don't know oh look that's got my name on it yay the name rocks i just call the them name rocks. rocks yeah but most of the world won't know what that means does not everybody use name rocks? Is that not the thing? That's not the thing. I've never been married before. How do I know? <laughs> On the same rock collecting trip as the Anukshuks. And also every time we visited my parents and every time they visited us for the last year because they just really latched on to this rock collecting cause. Oh, they love picking up rocks. 
we grabbed a bunch of very nice looking rocks, enough for two rocks for each guest. We picked up some golden fluid acrylics paint at our favorite art supply store in the area. And then I tasked Moss with doing pretty much all the work on this project. I, uh, I took this paint and I used a little squeeze bottle dispenser to write out each person's name on the front of a rock. And then on the back, I wrote their table number. So what do our guests see when they come in? A pretty table with a white tablecloth covered in a nice little array of beach rocks. Easy to make, easy to use. Totally. Well, how, how do they use them? How do you use a rock? Well, they find them. That's how it's used, I Easy guess. to make, easy to find. I think it's easier to find a specific name out of a bunch of rocks than out of some of the things I've seen online. Like, you've got all the names hanging off of trees or, like, buried in the sand or, like, carried by bunnies and you have to catch the rabbit first. Or I don't know. <laughs> bunnies. Man, are you thirsty? I could really go for a cup of tea right now. Oh, uh, are you trying... Oh, wait, I have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you trying to be funny? Dirt? Hmm? Because because of the favors. Are you trying to, like, segue? I was not. I, I like tea. I really like tea. And I want well, to drink it. What for are... the wedding favors, we pretty much wanted to give people our favorite things. As I've just expressed, I do like tea. We also both very, very much love promoting literacy. <laughs> I would say reading, but then you would think that we were giving people books. We are we are giving people books. We are. Those people just aren't our guests. For the reading part, we decided to donate money to an orphanage in Africa that's currently buying books to fill their library. Mm. The orphanage was built in part by a co-worker of mine, so we actually know the money's going to go where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. It's a little village called Arusha in uh, Tanzania. And yeah, so it's like the, the whole idea of the theme is like tea and a good book, a, good, a cup of tea and a good book. So that's what we love. So we're not going to give books to all of our guests. We're going to give books to these kids that need books. We're donating a book for every one of our guests. I like it. And what they get is tea, which is Um, what's really important. For the tea side of things, we visited our favorite tea shop in Victoria, and we purchased three kinds of fantastic dried plant leaves. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. good. Cream Earl Grey, absolutely delicious. The stuff they make London bars out of. Malawi green. It's it is sharp. It is cunning, and it is delicious. And razzle mint. <laughs> <laughs> so where the crafting comes into all this, because buying tea and donating books is not overly crafty. It's cool, but it's not crafty. But where the craftiness comes in is in the packaging. So I didn't want to pay to buy fancy boxes or, or gift bags or whatever. So we ordered these little craft cardboard boxes, which is thematically Ooh, theme, appropriate. Theme, theme, no, that's, theme. That's I cool. caught it. <laughs> so we ordered some little craft boxes, which fit into our theme, some craft paper labels, and some washi tape. Whaty tape? Hootie tape? <laughs> washi tape. Howdy tape? Okay. So washi tape, I discovered this when I was looking online for what to do with packaging. It's this cool Japanese masking tape. But it comes in all these neat colors and patterns, and you can get, like, thousands and thousands of them. So what we did is we got our little cardboard boxes, and then we put a band of tape around the center of each box. It's just like a little belt of color. And we coordinate it based on the tea. So there's a little green washi tape strip for the green tea, a black one with this cool little pattern on it for the black tea, and a nice little orange one for herbal tea. Razzle mint. Razzle mint. Taylor got me to print up labels for each kind of tea, and then we uh, just stuck them on each box. 
So for the wedding, they're all going to be assembled into three little piles on a table. I will probably build forts out of them because they're these really nice, neat little cubes. And we're going to use some of our most distinguished-looking hardcover books as risers to kind of tie in that book side of it. So the cost on this project was higher than on a lot of our other projects, but that's because you can't exactly just go out in the woods or go to the beach and find tea. Well, you can. I mean, you can not in Canada. Not, not in Canada. That's not so much. No. 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 So. It's less likely, but uh, but still, these are these are favors that again we just did ourselves. We got the boxes, we got the washi tape, we got the product, and then we put it all together. And it was so easy, and it took so little time to assemble. And it's so fun. I just I love projects like this where people are going to be able to tell that we did it all. Like <laughs> because the tape is on crooked. No, the tape <laughs> is almost always not crooked. <laughs> Because washi tape, you can pull it off and put it on again. It's super oh cool. God. Well, I didn't know that. Okay, well, people will be able to tell when <laughs> I did it. Well, fortunately, you didn't help that much. <laughs> The whole theme of this engagement and all the crafts that we've been doing is uh, is just doing stuff ourselves to make stuff unique and particular to us so that it stands out, so that it's noticeable and singular, and people will remember it as being, oh yeah, Moss and Taylor's wedding where they did the crafts themselves. And as well, we did wind up saving a lot of money. Mm -hmm. North American weddings are getting very, very expensive. The average cost of a wedding in the U.S., and I know we're Canadian, but I couldn't find the stats for that, but a U.S. wedding, average cost is just shy of $30,000. And in a, in a big city like New York, which is the most expensive city in the States to get married, almost $66,000. That's the average cost of that's, a wedding. That's crazy. Isn't it ridiculous? So, I mean, just by doing things ourselves, not hiring a wedding planner, uh, doing a lot of the design work on our own, uh, we really did save a lot of scratch. We totaled up the, uh, the amount that we spent, and the results were pretty good. Yeah, so basically uh, what we were looking at was the decorations for the reception, and that included all the uh, the vases and the candle holders and all the other things we mentioned. The invitations, printing the invitations and the envelopes and all that kind of stuff. And also the favors, and so that included all the packaging we got, but also the tea itself, which is one of the biggest expenses, and the charitable donation for the books that we made. And all totaled up, it came in just over $400 for all that stuff. So it was pretty good. That ain't bad. No, I was pretty pleased. Considering I am right now looking at a website that says that a wedding that needs 100 invitations can cost anywhere between 100 and and $1,000. Just for the invitations? Just for the invitations. Average cost of wedding invitations, $659. Yeah, but invitations, people go nuts. Yeah. It's felt really good to know that we're doing this and we're saving money. Well, we're spending money, but we're not going crazy. But we've also had a lot of fun doing this. It's been like 15 months of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like we've enjoyed doing all these projects, doing the research online and coming up with stuff and going to the island and collecting rocks and twigs and moss and bark and 
all this like <laughs> our closet is just full of the woods. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic to have just a room of your house that is a completely different ecosystem, <laughs> just a whole different biome. And then the thing that I think is neat is that after the wedding, we can take 90% of the decorations and throw them on the beach <laughs> and if just we want. chuck them into the wild. And, and that is fine. And the, the environmental like footprint is nothing. And the, the expense is nothing. And... <laughs> Go on. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't do anymore. Return to where you came from. And then, and then the little rounds of wood will like look sorrowfully over their shoulder at us. And then we'll use the rocks to throw them at the little rounds of wood. Go. Go on. Get out of here. You don't belong in the world of men. You belong out there in the yeah. forest. And everyone's a little sad, but we're all better for it. Yeah. And then some rocks with paint all over them go and try to reintegrate into their own society. <laughs> Ooh, and then there are all these, gonna be this new generation of, like, painty rocks that will be born. I don't think they breed like that. No? Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, are you ready for the wedding tomorrow? Oh. Are you ready to get married to me? No. Are you ready to get married to me? Because it's actually two weeks and two days away. So when you say, are you ready to get married tomorrow? It gives me nervousness. Taylor, role-playing. You need to get into the part. This is being released on June 1st. Are you ready to get married tomorrow? Mm. <laughs> what, was, what was that? <laughs> I, think, I think we need to postpone this. Because what? we have been dating for, what, like eight or nine years? I've yeah. never heard that noise before. <laughs> I need to investigate this further before I time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this rather unusual episode of our show. It's a little uh, off base from what we normally will be doing, mm -hmm. but uh, I figure we got a pretty good excuse. But don't worry, next month we will be back with a conventional episode where we'll be talking to artists and doing terrible, humiliating competitions against each other. <laughs> and the fact is, I think it actually was a good one to do because... We've done all this art. Why not share it? Maybe somebody can get some ideas from it or, uh, you know, learn a little bit. Anyway, wish us luck tomorrow, folks, in your thoughts, in your dreams. And keep in mind that you can find out more about our show at our website, makeitpodcast.wordpress.com. And we're going to include things up there such as the uh, design that I did for our wedding invites. And pictures of our amazing creations, we have to include those. Absolutely. Yeah, and if by some chance you're coming to our wedding and you're listening to this the day we post it, spoiler alert. You're, well, I guess it's too late now. But spoiler alert for looking at the pictures because you'll ruin it spoiler. before you see yeah, it. Spoiler alert. Wait, wait a day. Wait <laughs> 24 hours. Maybe two days because otherwise you'll be at our wedding. Don't listen to this podcast while you're at our wedding. What are you do? Take those earbuds out. Yeah, jeez, guys. The middle of our ceremony. <laughs> Why did we invite you? Thank you very much, folks. Wish us luck. We'll be back next month as Mr. and Mrs. Moss Shirkogel and Taylor kept her last name. Yes, we will. With rings on our fingers and... and rings in our heart. <laughs> good night, folks. Have a good one. Have a great one. <laughs> Now, of course, we don't have to thank anybody this week because we didn't talk to anybody. What about Olaf? No, no, his music. didn't even use his music. I'd like to thank oh. Mozart. Oh, Moss, he don't care. He's so dead. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it.
Make it.